Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we talk about The Wise Man's Fear, page by page, and then talk about it. This is page 977. Fell aside and added, distant. It wasn't the crushing blow I'd expected. Distant? Sometimes all you're looking for is dinner, fella said, or company, or conversation, or for someone to have a friendly grope at you, but mostly you want a man to... She frowned and started over. When you're with a man, she trailed off again. I leaned forward. Say what you mean. Fella shrugged and looked away. If we were together, I'd expect you to leave me. Not right away, not with any malice or meanness. But I know you would. You don't seem like the sort who will settle down with a girl forever. Eventually, you'd move on to something more important than me. I prodded idly at a bit of potato in my soup, not sure of what to think. There's got to be more to it than just devotion, Sim said. Quoth would turn the world upside down looking for this... Quoth would turn the world upside down for this girl. You can see that, can't you? Fella gave me a long look. I suppose I can, she said softly. If you can see it, then Denna must be able to, Simon pointed out sensibly. Fella shook her head. It's only easy to see because I'm far enough away. Love is blind, Sim laughed. That's the advice you have to offer? He rolled his eyes. Please. I never said I was in love, I interjected. I never said that. She confuses me, and I'm fond of her. But it doesn't go further than that. How could it? I don't know her well enough to make any earnest claim of love. How can I love something I don't understand? They looked at me in silence for a moment. Then Sim burst out in his boyish laugh as if I'd just said the most ridiculous thing he'd ever heard. He took hold of Fella's hand and kissed it squarely on her multifaceted ring of stone. You win, he said to her. Love is blind and a deaf mute too. I'll never doubt your wisdom again. Still feeling out of sorts, I went looking for Master Elidin, eventually finding him sitting under a tree in a small garden next to the Muse. Quoth, he waved lazily. Come, sit. He nudged a bull toward me with his foot. Have some grapes. I took a few. Fresh fruit wasn't a rarity for me these days, but the grapes were lovely nonetheless, just on the verge of being overripe. I chewed pensively, my mind still tangled with thoughts of Denna. Master Elidin, I asked slowly. What would you think of someone who kept changing their own name? That's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. Uh, I do... I'm not in love with Denna. No, sir. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that that is a great way to end this passage. I'm with Sim. But also, like, I think that this is genuinely true. Like, and not just for, like, romantic relationships, but for all kinds of things. Like, one of the reasons that you go to talk to other people about your your problems is because sometimes you're in so deep that you can't see the problem clearly. And sometimes you don't actually know how you feel, but it's very obvious to someone else. Yes. Although, you know what? It's weird. I feel like that happens a lot in literature and and movies and like it feels like a familiar thing but i also don't know if i have reference for this in reality there's one couple in particular who are now like happily married they have a kid the whole shebang and when when they were teenagers they weren't dating but it was obvious to everybody who knew them that they were in love with each other except for the two of them they were like oh no they're with someone else they don't feel that way about me we're just good friends yeah i don't think i have a version of that that i can think of well we should all be so lucky yes i mean I, it's good to know that it is real somewhere wasn't there something on yesterday's page right that you said we'll talk about it on today's page oh yeah something made explicit 
the problem that the women of the world, uh, or at least the women of Imra, have identified with Quoth is that he's not boyfriend material because he's distant. Because, like, Fella kind of describes, like, if we were dating, I would start to feel pretty soon like you were going to leave me just because you you obviously have better things to do. And I think that's true for all of these other women because they're not Dena, right? Because he is in love with Dena. But I think for all these other women, like there are every there are lots of things in the world that are more important to him than these dalliances. Like his his you know for, for one thing, Dena is more important than all of them. So he's always going to be have yeah, her well, on his and, mind. And he still has his sort of his quest, right? He still has exactly. his hunt for the Chandrian. And uh, interestingly, Dena seems to me to be entwined with the hunt for the Chandrian. So there's another reason why that's the only woman for him. Well, also though, Dena, Dena is also just the same way. Like Dena's always on the move. Like she's always traveling to the next thing. She doesn't stick around. That's right. Eventually she'll move on to something more important than, than the men. And I think that Quoth probably feels that way about Dena. That's what he's afraid of, certainly. Wait. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He is afraid of that. Yes. Well, I appreciate the frankness with which Fella talks about what women want out of dating. Because I think uh, there is kind of a sexist, a sexist assumption that like women aren't interested in sex for sex's sake. Uh, you know, they, they want different things out of a relationship than a man does. And what you know, fellas like sometimes all you're looking for is dinner or company or conversation or someone to have a friendly grope at you, which uh, it's like a small thing, but I do appreciate. And we've pointed this out in other ways too, that like this book acknowledges that women have sexual agency and unlike uh, sort of a previous generation of fantasy literature and like pop culture in general, it's okay to acknowledge the fact that like women be lusted. Indeed. <laughs> we have yet, however, to, to get the like high fantasy equivalent of a movie like Joyride or Booksmart. And I think that that's when we will know for sure that feminism has conquered fantasy. I have not seen either of those movies. You're missing out. They're fun. All right. Put them on the list. Is there anything else you want to say on this one? I feel bad, but I honestly, I got nothing. Do we have a letter? Oh, we do. We do. Let me just pull it out here. Here we go. This is from Curtis, who writes on page 966. Hello, pagers. On this page, you discuss how Quoth and Dennis separate for a night and then come back together for a date the next day. First, the circumstance alone. First, that circumstance alone is pretty odd. There are times when they spend a night together and thus wake up with one another, and they do schedule dates while Quoth is with the mayor. But this is the first time that I can think of in which they just come together so soon after separating without any plans having been explicitly mentioned on the page, particularly in the university Imra setting. It at least seems like Quoth leaves her without making any plans, but he does spend the night fantasizing about what he will say to her the next day, so maybe they did schedule something. It certainly seems that way. But even that seems out of character for Denna. I do not know what, but something feels off, and it is not just the tension between them. Which brings me to my second point, the silences. I think that these silences are the seeds of the third silence which we see in the frame. The descriptions are very similar. Confer the pause in Coates' narration before bringing the woman into the story in the first book. The chapter title is Interlude, A Silence of a Different Kind. Bast is counting his breaths between 17 and 18 in total duration, the narrator comments on how Bast has learned to fear the silences, and the silence spreads and grows and becomes more terrible. One and a half pages are devoted just to that silence. The silence there, as on this page, is described as deep. There are lots of theories about Quoth becoming a Chandrian with silence as his sign, 
or his learning the name of silence, etc. But really, it seems like we are supposed to see that his later silences first took root in, in or before this scene. Maybe in the scene where Denef plays her song to him and he is frozen in horror, which the silences are then echoing, although I do not think that the woman is Denna, instead believing her to be Auri. I do think that the silences are tied up in magic. The Chandrian are close feeling about them and Denna. Lastly, for now, it really seems like Quoth is bowled over by Denna in this scene. Why would he lose his wits now when he usually does retain them around Denna? He says that he is lost in wonder around until her laugh jogs him out of it, too. Given that Denna was waiting for him and seemed to be instantly, perhaps unnaturally, responsive to his arrival, it all just feels weird, magical. Maybe she is using her not magic on him again and up the intensity. Everything feels off, more magical, and more directly connected to the frame in this scene than it normally does. Ever yours, signed Curtis. I'm inclined to agree, Curtis. It does feel off to me. I don't know that I want to chalk it up to magic. I would chalk it up to Denna going through her playbook. That Denna, upon believing that Quoth is just like every other guy, is also turning it into a self-fulfilling prophecy and is now going through the motions that she goes through when going on these dates with the other guys. Um, Maybe intentionally, maybe not, but his actions throughout are confirming her suspicions, which she has essentially like put her thumb on the scale to make those suspicions come true, I think. That's how I read it anyway. It could be that she's actually trying to manipulate him or that she's been dispatched to get some kind of information out of him. Uh, impossible to tell. I, but it I does am feel enjoying the fence me, very on, this, much. on this situation. I, I would be happy with uh, either reality uh, as it is interesting either way. But I have I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. What is What were we saying before? Is, I don't know. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yep, the answer. Stirring words. Strong, yeah. baffling words. <laughs> Listeners, you can continue to be baffled by us on tomorrow's page. Uh, the we.